You're listening to Podiatry Marketing, conversations on building a successful podiatry practice with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Welcome back to Podiatry Marketing. I'm one of your hosts, Jim McDonald. Tyson, how are things going today? I am fantastic today, Jim. As I told you earlier on, had a late night. So <laughs> I'm lucky to be doing this like mid-morning. We, we weren't doing this recording like at 6.30 in the morning when I do some of my other podcasts. So uh, now I'm, I'm all chipper. <laughs> <laughs> that's good to hear that's good to hear because i think we've got some uh some important stuff to share today with the audience uh do you want to talk a little bit about what we're going to talk to today okay so today's topic and i did a i did a webinar on this uh, a long time ago uh, to a podiatry group and it was received really really well and got a lot of questions from it afterwards so the topic is or well, what i said there's only three ways to actually market your podiatry business that people sort of go oh but you don't have the six pillars of marketing. Like, they're sort of a bit confusing, which totally, when they said that, I went, yeah, okay, it is confusing. So I said, pretty much the first way is like paid advertising. The second way is partnerships. And the third way is content marketing. So pretty much there's tons of different ways of market within each of those three, but they basically are the, the main ways to actually market your business. Now that makes sense to me. I think, like like you said, those are kind of like fundamental principles, and there's definitely lots of new technologies, lots of tactics, lots of strategies that can be, you know, offshoots of those fundamentals. But but uh, those three are uh, definitely things I talk about uh, with with clients and with uh, podiatrists when I'm you know looking to find ways to uh, you know raise awareness and to spread some information about what they're trying to do. So. So getting into paid advertising, how, how do you approach that, that aspect of uh, these three kind of fundamentals? Well, so when people think of paid advertising, the most obvious thing that pops into here is like Google ads, Facebook advertising, any, you know, even LinkedIn, YouTube. And that's probably a lot of businesses doing it and it obviously works. But even your old school stuff like newspaper, radio, magazines, that you're, you're paying money to a company to get in front of their audience is pretty much paid advertising. And the problem with it is when you, as soon as you stop, the audience stops. The newspaper or even Google, Google will say, wow, you've been advertising with us for now for two years. Oh, you can't pay us this month? That's fine. We're we can still let our audience know that you're there when you, when you want. It's like, no, show me the money or get out. So that's, that's the problem with it is you don't own it. And when you look at, say, partnerships, it's sort of like where you're teaming up with a, another business that may have a be in front of your patients. So, for example, for a podiatrist, it might be there might be a physiotherapist that is treating the same sort of patients that you're treating. You've got a lot of things in common, and you might say, "Hey, can I write a, an article for your for your newsletter?" It's the same thing that you're you're borrowing their audience. And the good part with partnerships, if you set it up right, you don't necessarily have to pay money to do it. But sometimes you may, like if, when you're sponsoring an event, if there was a running event on it and you wanted to be one of the sponsors, you're pretty much paying money to be in front of their audience. But the following year when it comes around, if you said to them, hey, look, I sponsored you last year, can I just yeah, turn up, tell everyone I'm awesome? They're going to go, no, no, show me the money or basically get out. So paid and partnerships, both times you're just borrowing their audience. As long as you're paying money, they don't mind you sharing your message with them. But the third one, content marketing, which is everything that you do, that 
is the main thing because you own it. Yeah, I think that's a huge important aspect of things is when you, you kind of own that home base, whether it's the, the blog post you write or the content on your website that you can kind of continue to refine and show to your audience, you know, that's the SEO and the search engine traffic and all those things will grow over time that, you know, it's, but it is a slower growth, um, you know, way of doing things. But like mm. you said, it does pay, pay dividends that you don't have if you're, you're on these kind of more paid channels. Yeah, and it's not that it's, there's, like, there's advantages and disadvantages for all three. So the advantages for the, yeah, for one and two, paid and partnerships, is if you've got a new service or you've got a new associate with you and you want a fast, quick result, it's a great way of doing it. You spend money, get in front of an audience, hey, I've got this new service, I've got this new person, bang, and everybody comes in. The disadvantage is it's expensive sometimes. Sometimes it's expensive, depending on how you do it. But always look this way. If you're getting a good return on your investment, nothing is expensive. Yeah. If I say, Jim, hey, spend $1,000 here. Every time you spend 1000 you're going to get 5000 back. You'd be going, what if I spend a million? You get $5 million back. You'd go, That's, <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't say no to that. Yeah, I think it's trying to f- find that line, right? Kind of like, where does that one that 5x stop you know or where does that that return on investment stop but yeah you're, you're totally right yeah and like the advantages of the, the content marketing is you're know, putting everything together yourself yeah like you own the audience and it but it's more of a long game so one of the disadvantages with would be it's a slower way of doing it so if somebody said well i'm just gonna i'm not gonna do any paid advertising purely just gonna work on my website work on my seo write articles, shoot my own videos, put them up there. Long term, they're probably going to be benefit from that a lot, but it's it's slow. And that's why yeah. when you talk about the three ways of advertising, to me it's it's good to be doing good to be doing everything, not just paid, not just partnerships and not just your own content. No, I think you're totally right. Sometimes you just need to like lead in with some paid stuff to get some positive momentum going because if you have 10 people that visit your website every week, you know, like it's going to take you a really, really long time. Or if you have five new, you know, email newsletter, newsletter subscribers that week, you know, that's good that you got one or two or five, but you just got to find ways to put yourself out there, make people aware that the care you provide and not that it's going to like, you know, paid is going to mean, mean automatic results, but at least you're putting yourself out there in a way that will help facilitate that kind of, that kind of chasm between, that fast momentum with paid yeah. and that kind of gradual build that you have more with the organic or with the kind of, uh, you know, the SEO and the different types of content marketing, like you mentioned. Yeah. Well, the thing is you can have blogs, you can have frequently asked questions on your website. You can, like I said, you can shoot videos, but even audio, you could create your own podcast within a, within a town and every podcast that you create is content. You could run information webinars on particular topics. So if you're a podiatry clinic that, focused a lot on runners then you could say oh, hey i'm doing a webinar yeah you could do a monthly webinar series on different running problems and give advice there and you might only get a few people at the first one but if they enjoy it they'll be at the next one but they'll tell some of their friends but then you promote those webinars to different places where runners hang out and and then you could do you could do sometimes you like you can combine things so you might be doing the webinar which you own it's your content but you bring in a guest that you might partner with who could be a, a physical therapist who has an expertise in a certain area. He comes on as the expert. Therefore, you're exposed to his audience because he tells everybody. But you're the one that did the webinar. You're the one that has the recording, which you can then 
put that on your website, put it on a YouTube channel, multiple things you can do with it. I think that's a huge point. I think, uh, you know, taking these opportunities when you do a webinar or you do something that you put time and effort into, finding multiple ways to repurpose that content, oh, yeah. whether whether it's a replay, whether it's a mini course that you make, whether it's a, you pay someone, you know, on one of these kind of like outsourcing like a Fiverr or someplace where they can turn those slides into like a mini book or something where, you know, providing different forms of that same content, maybe the audio was even good enough from that webinar that it could be turned into something like a podcast. Um, so there's, there's no shortage of ways to kind of like create valuable content. I think the problem becomes that people just like, they see it as that webinar. I'm gonna do that one live webinar, right? Yeah. And they did that thing. And then they're kind of move out, they move on to the next topic or to the next webinar. But honestly, once you do one of those things, you need to do like, you know, either work with someone on your own team or work with someone outside of your team to make five, 10 different pieces of information around that. So it can really, you know, your time and effort was worth it on that one thing. And it wasn't just jumping from rock to rock to rock, you know, whether it's a partnership, whether it's, you know, in, in you know, more content that was already kind of you already created the the bones of it it's just how you kind of sometimes play with it and how you repurpose it can be hugely beneficial oh i think that is yeah, that wasn't a point i was really talking about but that that is perfect it's all about repurposing because someone will shoot like a video or like the webinar they do the webinar and think oh well that's that's basically it and but it's sitting down with like you said with your team or, or somebody else you, you your business coach if you have one and say, how can I use this information elsewhere? Give you and how this can actually attract business. Give you a perfect example. We did a, a media release. We had done an extension on our on our podiatry clinic. So I contacted the paper. We brought in some new equipment, and I thought, oh, this is um, a good community story. We're expanding. Paper always likes good news stories. So they came out and they took a photo of my wife and I, and then they took a photo of my wife as well because she was because we had a shoe store attached to the clinic. And we'd sort of revamped that. And there was a photo of my wife there and she was holding this particular shoe. So media release ended up in the paper, you know, in the business section that week. So I contacted the paper and said, oh, can I get e-version of the tear sheet? So it's an electronic version of what was in the paper that day. I then cropped out the photo and part of the article and I chopped it up a little bit. And then I used it on social media and I also put it on our website. When I put it in social media, the shoe that my wife was holding, the supplier of that shoe went, oh, like, and they shared it on their site to say that, hey, look what one of our, our suppliers is doing. Then a lady in country Victoria who follows that particular page saw the photo, rang our shoe shop in Cairns and said, that sh shoe that that lady's holding in the ad, do you have that in a seven and a half black? <laughs> and we went, as a matter of fact, we do. She paid it up for all over the phone and bang, we shipped it off. Now, that was just me coming up with the idea, I want to do a media release. At the time I was doing it, at no stage I think, I'm doing this media release because I'm going to sell a shoe to a lady <laughs> in country Victoria who's from a small little town that I didn't even know had the internet. And even when that media release came out, I could have just gone, well, we had the media release in the paper. Isn't that awesome? It was there for a day and it's gone. But I squeezed it for as much juice as <laughs> I could get out of it. And we used it multiple times. And even when I was doing uh, talks, I would refer, oh, and in this media release, this is what we were talking about. But I think you also bring up a good point there. It's not only just like, how can I like promote my businesses or, or my business or my services, but it's also like, 
what are those kind of like interesting ways to kind of create win-win relationships, right? Mm. Like, you know, you didn't have to like have that shoe there or you didn't have to like, you know, maybe tag that name of that, you know, supplier or that shoe company within the post or wherever you put it at. But when you do those things, you know, whether you, it's a mention or it's a tagging of a photo that's, you know, maybe uh, you have a partnership, maybe you're hanging out at like a, uh, you know, the, the finish line or the medical tent with like a physio and then another, you know, a sports medicine professional and you happen to tag them or write a little, you know, byline or description on social media or somewhere else. And, you know, there's that potential that that gets in front of those people's audience as well, right? It's, yeah. it's not um, in like a very helpful and relevant way. It's not, um, you know, just a complete like shilling of your services in a, like a really spammy way. It's not that way at all. Like um, your association with others and you're, you're promoting these other people on your channels and they're very likely to, to kind of do the exact same thing for you in a very helpful, relevant way. So I think you bring up some good points there. And I think that's something that, um, you know, I don't know if people are just nervous about it or they're just like so focused on what they're doing and their practice and their services. But the more you can kind of find those like like-minded individuals to create win-win relationships with, I think it's it has kind of an exponential effect like on your, on your practice in ways that may not seem totally like, you know, you don't know how it's going to work out, but a lot of times you'll be surprised by doing those things, kind of like the results it can create. Yeah, but there's been a lot of times where you might do something for somebody you're not even really thinking, you're not doing it for any recognition, but then they give you some recognition for it and they tag you in a post and also it makes you feel good. So I think yeah. when you're doing something or if you've partnered up with somebody else or you have the opportunity to thank somebody else for something that, and you're not doing it purely just for the, just to sort of go, hey, look, I'm thanking you now, do something back for me. But it's just, it's that whole, what goes around comes around, you know, paying, paying things forward. We were in a... Um, driving through Starbucks. I don't know if I told the story or not. Anyway, we're going to Starbucks, car in front paid for our coffee, my brother and I. And, my bro and the lady said, oh, you need to pay for this, car in front paid for it. My brother goes, why, do we know him? And she went, no, no, they just, <laughs> just pay for it. And he goes, but why would they do that? And I was going, Tony, it's, it's called paying it forward. He goes, what, am I supposed to pay, am I supposed to pay for the pricks behind me because there's a ton of them in that car, I'm not paying their bill. And I told him, no, you don't have to pay their bill, it's just something nice that somebody does. He's gone, never bloody heard of it. So anyway, I explained it to him afterwards. He goes, oh, that's pretty cool. And it made me think, I was talking to my wife about it uh, only two days ago. I said, imagine doing that same thing and you've got your business name, ABC Podiatry, on the back of your car. You go through the drive through you look at the car behind you, there's not 15 people in there. So you're thinking, okay, it should be, it should be okay. <laughs> Actually, I was telling my daughter and she said, what happens if that person's just a single person in a car but they're doing the coffee order for the office? And I went... <laughs> So I'm sure when you ask them how much is their bill and they go, it's $12, you can just pay that. If they say it's $122, yeah. you might go, oh, good for them. <laughs> but I said, if you had ABC Podiatry in the back of your car, there's a car behind you and you look at the car, you look at the person and go, that's my ideal client right behind me, just based on the car they're driving, how they look, how they're dressed, groomed. And you said to the person, oh, what's, what's their coffee order behind me? I want to pay for it. And they said, oh, $10. And you pay for it. I reckon as you drove off, if you honked your horn and just waved, put your hand out the window and just waved as you drove off, they would look and go, why is that podiatry clinic waving at me? But when they get to the window <laughs> and they don't have to pay, they'll remember that that podiatry clinic paid for their coffee. To me, that is cheap advertising. Yeah. That's it. And like, okay, that is, it's not creating content. 
but it is creating goodwill. And if you're going to get the coffee, and for $10, to have someone who is going to probably go to work or go back home and say, oh, the local podiatry clinic just paid for my coffee today, that, that's a win-win. Yep, that's excellent word of mouth. Marketing is all about, regardless of which way you're doing, whether it's paid, uh, partnerships, or content, it's really just thinking about who, who is your ideal client, what are they thinking, how can, I, how can I connect with them, and what's the best mode of doing it. So Google Ads may be the best way for at certain times. Partnerships may be the best way. But I think content long-term is really beneficial, and, and as long as you're creating content that is relevant to your ideal client. Because I've seen people yeah, write blog articles on some rubbish that nobody cares about because they go, oh, I've got to write a blog article every week. Don't write crap. No one reads crap. No one wants it. Don't do it. But if your ideal client's like wants to know more about ingrown toenails, bunion problems, then that's what you need to write about and, and write it from so many different angles that when someone's typing something in the computer going, yeah, why, yeah, are my bunions hereditary? Do I need to get surgery? Why is my bunion painful? Think of all the things that they're typing and that's what you need to write about. Yep, it's a great way to get uh, that organic traffic and really build authority and honor your expertise. Yeah, or shoot a video or create a podcast, you know, the, the world's greatest bunion doctor. <laughs> that would be a crazy show. So, <laughs> so I think I've covered, I've covered this area or what I wanted to say in this, uh, I think I've pretty well covered. I did have a couple of notes down here. And yeah, the last thing I was going to say was just, if you looked at, say $2,000 and you put $2,000 into online advertising, you're going to get a certain response. When you stop, when the 2000 is used up, it's going to end. You put 2000 into creating content, whether it's written, audio, video, there's a ton of content you can create for $2,000 that you could use for probably the next two years. It is slow, but it can be very beneficial long-term. But I think it's, it's all about finding that right balance for your particular business and for your audience. No, that makes total sense to me. I think you're right. You have to find that what stage are you are in your practice, what stage you are in your career, and kind of like uh, you're never going to go wrong with content, but you know who's creating it and how much you can create and how relevant it is is super important to, uh, to making progress. Yeah, and if you can't write, get somebody else to write for you. If you don't want to be in front of a video camera because you reckon you look like a goose, or you sound like a goose, <laughs> then find another team member that will basically do it. Or sit down and write the script and just get somebody in front of a camera just to, to share that information. Or if you don't like a camera at all, then just do audio. Get yourself a microphone. We did this, um, create an audiogram. You can have a, my, my wife, we did a lot of audiograms. And my wife wasn't, not that she wasn't comfortable in front of a camera, but she didn't always want to do it. Because, oh, how's my hair, how's my makeup? And so we started doing these audiograms where we'd just take a photo of a shoe and we'd take the, that photograph and my, my wife would then talk about it. We'd write a script, she would, we'd record the thing. I'd just put them all together and create a small video of the shoe and we could change the pictures and, and just have the audio over the top. So if you don't want to be in front of the camera, then create audiograms. It's a brilliant way of doing it. Yeah, there's, there's no wrong way to go about doing it. There, and there's so many different options with... The, the tools online um, and the internet, it just uh, so many ways to share and create content these days. Oh, definitely. So I'm going to sign off, Jim. I will talk to you again next week. That sounds great, Tyson. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to Podiatry Marketing with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. 
Subscribe and learn more at Podiatry Marketing. That's the website address, podiatry.marketing.